and welcome to Shite and Sound, a podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films and bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we're watching number 40 on the Sight and Sound list, The 400 Blows, Francois Truffaut's new wave launching semi-autobiographical look at a troubled childhood. Our second film this week is After Earth, a movie that I'm uh, pretty sure Jaden Smith thinks is autobiographical. So, Finn, explain yes. to me on what terms Jaden sees this as autobiographical. Because uh, 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 he was brought up in a uh, in a weird uh, space alien cult. That, that, that's that's the main joke there. Uh, we can I we cannot confirm. Like Will and Jada have always been very careful to mm. not to not be, sp- you know. Yeah. specifically close to um, uh, 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 Scientology. They've kind of dabbled. Yeah. And also my experience in the past of discussing Scientology in a semi-public forum led to them kind of gently harassing me. So I would like us to not talk about okay i'll i'll say just come after me you freaks leave you for alone he's had enough yeah you've worn me down i'm saying it's cowardice he, 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 he's ready to join you got him i well Finn, do you ever have dreams that you're trapped with the entire rest of the population in a volcano not that specifically but i i get pretty close on some of those elements okay Oh, uh, yeah, we don't like Scientology parody is not actually that entertaining. <laughs> yeah, because my formative bad dream that I had when I was five or six is that I was Captain Scarlet um, and like a puppet and everyone was puppets. Mm. And we went up to Cloud Base and we were having a meeting and Lieutenant Blue brought us into Colonel White's office. And as soon as I saw Colonel White, I pulled out my gun <laughs> and shot him. And then Colonel White started having a, like, a full-body seizure flailing around like, like, you know, like someone was just, like, fucking with his strings. Mm. And as that is screaming, screaming in pain, and as that happened, a a brontosaurus skeleton erupted out of him. As he continued to scream, and I, and that like, it filled me with such fear. I I, I hold it to this day. I do mm. not. It is not a week goes by that I do not for a moment think uh, uh, at least a little about that dream. Uh, one time I had a dream where uh, me and my mum were uh, were like hanging out with uh, Captain Feversword from the Wiggles. Uh, on his yes, of course. Just, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just. Uh, me and my mum and Captain Feathersword and his pirates all did a pirate dance and just had a good time. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm glad you, you 
you de- presented that in a way that definitely seemed like it was going to become sinister. Because, like, Captain Feathersword is ripe for, like, <laughs> yeah. turns out feathers are sharp, you know? I think it is very telling as an introduction to the show. Welcome to Shine and Sound. My name is Yutha Shite. And I am Thin Sound Nicholas. Uh, and, and as you have heard, uh, as way of introduction, I am someone whose father sat him down to watch Captain Scarlet and he had that dream and Finn is someone whose father sat him sat down, down to watch the, to watch the 9-11 attacks over and over again where, which is uh, in fact a true thing you watched them live uh, and I think that's kind of all you need to know uh, <laughs> about us uh, is is that our fathers thought they were raising us well but in <laughs> fact were filling our heads with visions of ceaseless abrupt murder and dinosaur yeah, like, skeletons. The, 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 the like thing is though uh, your your dad has an excuse. Uh, m- m- my dad's a child psychologist. My dad's a nurse, a brain surgery nurse. <laughs> So you'd think he would look after brains a little, like he was at that point married to a psychiatrist. So it's not like it's not, yours is worse. Definitely. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, that uh, on this podcast, which you are for some reason listening to, no, because it's good, or you like one of the films, hopefully the 400 Blows. After Earth fans, if you are here to have your views validated, may I ask you to look elsewhere? Oh, like, we'll, 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 we'll read someone's, we'll, we'll read the opinion of someone who agrees with you in about uh, two and a half hours. Uh, yeah, but will we, but like, I don't want people who just absolutely love films where everyone speaks in a frustrating and irritating patois and that are based entirely around the performance of some, like a child whose face is irritating and smug. Well, like, I don't sure, want like, them you, to feel safe here, you know? Like, in the way that, that, that Tex and uh, Dern announced today that, like, life won't be simple in New Zealand for people who aren't vaccinated. I don't want people who like After Earth to, to feel safe anywhere, in fact. <laughs> I, you, know, you, you, you want them to feel like there is constantly an, an Ursa on their trail. Oh yeah, smelling yeah. their fair pheromones. I ready like, to ready to uh, uh, stake them on a tree at the first chance it gets. I I would go further. How than does it know that. where all those trees are? It cannot see the trees. I I would like all of that to happen while they are stealing a typewriter, uh, and then trying to sell the typewriter, and then the guy who's going to sell the typewriter steals the typewriter, and then is like, I'll give you back your typewriter if you give me 500 francs, and they're like, we're poor, and you're like, is this maybe the best film ever made anyway? Before we get into the meat of the show, I want to pose you a question looking at uh, The 400 Blows, a Romana Clef by Francois Truffaut, uh, looking back on his childhood through the lens of, of fictional character Antoine Dunel, 
Jean-Pierre Lourdes, who played uh, in an incredible Eddie Murphy-style double role, both the mother and the whore. Um, and mm. he's got a pretty bad dad, right? And in, in the 400 blows. Yeah, his dad sucks. He's a dumb guy who's trying his best sometimes. But he just keeps talking hideously about women. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, um, that, that part of him sucks. Are you just sympathetic to him because he's being cucked? <laughs> I'm sympathetic to him because, you know, the, the, the stuff he was saying, you know, that's how boys talk, you know. It's, 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 it's you know, it's what we're saying in locker rooms. Ah, uh, yes. I, like, the idea my, of... Lo- locker rooms, my favourite place to talk to other men. <laughs> I just don't think I've ever had a conversation in a locker room like a changing locker room yeah. longer than one sentence. Like even with like when I was like 10 and went to the swimming pool with my dad, you know, like we would be like, I'm going to have a shower. It wouldn't even be like, I'm going to have a shower. Can you get my towel? It would just, you know, yeah. because any more communication in that, the aura of the locker room will make you immediately be like, oh, did you see that Chiquita on reception? What bazumba's on her? <laughs> homna, homna. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's the thing. Like, there, there are, I think most human experience is universal, right? Um, but let, there, let's, let, let's see. There are differences between men and women. And one that I don't think women can ever truly understand, like men cannot understand like truly what it is to live in a world full of men, these, these vectors of violence. And women can't understand that when you're in a locker room, you genuinely, it, it is, it's like you're under hypnosis. It's more than that. It's like you've been being John Malkovich by the man show. And all you can do is, yeah. is talk about like oh, 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 oh. what the best cuts of bikini are. Yeah, all, 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 all you can do is open your mouth, and old episodes of a Tom Likas show come out. So yeah, within the frame of that, knowing that women can never really understand what it is like to have a father, uh, they just can't. Women have never had fathers. No, it's uh, never happened. Uh, uh, it's simply not possible, in fact. And so looking at the dad in the 400 blows and Will Smith as cipher rage (laughs) in After Earth, which of those is the Mm. worst dad, do you think? Because I think they're both pretty bad dads. Yeah, I, I would say uh, the uh, one who uh, is uh, constantly gone and uh, is unable to show any emotions and whose yeah. name means a uh, stand-in for anger. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think he might be the worst one. Look, it's not like, the, it's not like there's a, is it how long, like a 100-minute long film, which yeah, is yeah. like 60 minutes of Will Smith telling his son to harden up and then Zoe Kravitz appearing in a dream and being like, you know you really should harden up and then he hardens up and it's a happy ending. Yeah, it's an almost two hour long movie about how, you know, sometimes you just, you just got to take a lap. What? A laptop? No, just like around the field. 
playing the oh right right running around the field. Run it off. yeah yeah um okay i that is how disconnected from exercise i am <laughs> the second anyway um we talked oh, enough man. about I, every time i watch for 400 blows i'm just like oh man running great that's a good fa- like okay here's my second question before we go yeah. into the intro the 400 blows is it technically a sports film uh, I would say no, but I, I'd say there, there was like a, no way that Tony Richardson uh, did not see the 400 blows before he made the loneliness of a long distance runner. Well, it, it is. Okay. I I would argue that that's kind of true of almost every good film. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Like, as, as, as I was watching it, I was just thinking like there, there was not a single film about childhood or, or adolescence mm. made since 1959 mm. that does not either take something from this film or fail because it chooses not to take things from this film. Or is in direct response to it, you know? Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it is... Man, okay, so we continue to swim in an odd direction through the Nouvelle Vague, uh, and this is our first real locus. Journey to Italy being a precursor, Pierre Lefou being a, a kind of, few, you know, it's also by. Uh, yeah. You know, you wouldn't go like, oh, you love the Nouvelle Vague, start with Pierre Lefou. Maybe someone would be like, fuck him. Um <laughs> Don't no, don't just I've got a lot of questions for that person, I guess is what I'm saying, yeah. rather than just no, like fucking. this is where you start with the French New Wave. This is where I started and like it, it's it's this all breathless. Yeah. Um I, I started with Jules et Jim, right, with, yeah. which uh, I also think is uh, very good. <laughs> no, not to surprise anyone, I guess, as someone with both two eyes and a heart, I saw Jules and Jim and liked it. Um, but then I saw this afterwards. Like, yeah, this is uh, the 400 blows, as I have already oh, and, and, uh, and I, and I, I, of course, uh, don't like Jules and Jim that much because uh, they're just a bunch of horny fucking freaks and they should settle down. But otherwise, it's, uh, uh, it's incredible and, and like, uh, and... I love everything about how it looks and how it moves and how it's edited and all those performances are great and I just uh, I just uh, do not like being around those characters. I remember feeling like that <laughs> and I hope that one day you, I hope that you have the life where one day you change your mind on that and that you understand why they behave like that. But that is more me offering uh, hope for you as opposed to like an ironclad defense of Jules A. Jim. Um, but yeah, Truffaut's first feature. Yeah. Um, he, he, he made a one short before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called like uh, 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 Les, uh, uh, Les Nistons, which uh, can, I can never remember what that means, but I, I've, I've seen that one as well. And, How uh, is it? I haven't. I don't know uh, anything is, about it. I know it exists. Uh, yeah, it, it is, uh, you know, it, it is very much like a first short film sort of thing. It is about a bunch of young boys who are all about uh, 10 or 11, and uh, they, they uh, all have a crush on a slightly older girl called Bernadette. Mm. And 
she has a uh, she has a boyfriend. Oh, and it's it's just sort of about like these young boys and they're like emerging realization they're like they have an interest in women, but not really knowing how to express that in a way that isn't uh, uh, like uh, hurtful. Yeah, it's, theme uh, he Truffaut never returns to. He he just kind of leaves yeah. it there. Well, it's like, also got it's also got uh, some uh, very uh, hilarious uh, stage kissing. Just really, really bad stage kissing. Uh, I like that. I love bad yeah. kissing um, almost as much as I like good kissing. But like, there there there's a real special joy to prank kissing someone. <laughs> I, I have a bit I do, which is uh, what I say when I'm talking about bullying someone. Where if I've, like, clipped my toenails or, you know, just been biting my nails and I have a bit of nail in my mouth, I'll kiss Briar and use my tongue to put a bit of my nail clipping inside her mouth. And tomorrow is our seven-year anniversary. That's what I'm talking about when I say that I hope you live a life I, I, I hope, and I, and part of living a life that will lead you to liking Jules Asiem is living your life on your terms, obviously. I'm not saying I hope you find someone where you can put your own keratin in their gob. But, you know, like I want you to find, oh, to find no. a place where you feel safe. Is, is what I've just described terrible? Like it's yeah. bad. It's no, no, no. I want, I know it's bad, <laughs> but is it terrible? Oof. I so, mean, ye- <sighs> sometimes I worry that Briar only stays with me because I refuse to let her out of the house. <laughs> And that's a thing so, women but, will never you, understand. You, 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 you brought her such a lovely cage. <laughs> I mean, it's not a cage. Um, I've been very clear about that. It's, and, just a, it's just a particularly large pair of overalls made of metal. Hey, look. It, we, we live in a scary world. It, <laughs> it, it, it's tough. And it's good to be able to check in on people. And and we can't currently afford real-time GPS tracking. And as I've explained to her, and she has eventually agreed, um, the next best thing is for her to never leave my sight. She's just off camera, sitting obediently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, I, I can't really tell what her expression is because of the Hannibal Lecter style <laughs> mask. Because <laughs> um, she, she's gone very bitey recently. Oh, that's that's weird. Oh, I, 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 I'll say just that, like just 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 make sure you don't leave any pens out around her. I'm, I, I know it, it. Like I know you're making like a Silence of the Lambs joke. But I, I want to be clear, this isn't Silence of the Lambs. Uh, this is Red Dragon. I'm going to kill her, put mirrors in her eyes, because I am becoming the great Red Dragon inspired by William Blake. 
Is, is it is it Red Dragon or is it, or is it Hannibal where uh, where, uh, where Hannibal eats a really old brain? <laughs> that, that is in Hannibal. <laughs> we, okay. we have also done that. Uh, so I, I, I've not seen either of those movies, but I do, the only thing I know about Hannibal is that really old brain gets eaten, and I'm like, oh, maybe that movie's good. Oh, and fucked up Gary Oldman. Oh, right, right. As, yeah, as Mason yeah, 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 Mason Verger, yeah. And just, it is, it, uh, it's so... <laughs> God, it's it's like is is, is is Hannibal the Ridley Scott one? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's one that's like like nuts. Uh, yes, and is less yeah. nuts than the book, and it right. is kind of like and, and 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 Red Dragon is one that's like trying to be kind of respectable. Well, yeah, no, like Red yeah. Dragon is just trying to be Silence of the Lambs again, right. and it is just yeah. Brett Ratner, just like. But like Silence of the Lambs already exists and Manhunter already exists. Yeah. And he's Brad Ratner. And he just doesn't have, like the thing Red Dragon has going for it is it has a great cast. Mm. Is it, you've got, you've got old Eddie Norton um, from Birdman and Philip Seymour Hoffman from uh, The Big Lebowski. And, yeah, you um, have Philip Seymour Hoffman from... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Metro Black, but it's the other one uh, from from Scent of a Woman. Yeah. That, oh God. Um. And like. Oh God. Who is it? Um. Uh, it does not. Oh, Rafe Fines is right. Uh, is what is his name? What is the Great Red Dragon's name? Uh, his name is Francis Dollarhide. Ah, uh, yep, that's right. And, and God, uh, that's, that's a that's a that's a good name for a, for a serial killer. Yeah. The uh, the tooth oh, fairy man. from Silence of the Lambs. What's what's their name? No, the 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 the. the oh no, the tooth fairy, the tooth fairy is no. It is a Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo Bill's name is Jane Gum. Jame. Oh, it, J- it, Jane Gum. Yeah, because it, it's a typo on his birth certificate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so uh, uh, I uh, <sighs> the four hundred blows feels like one of the most consequential films we have discussed, and I'm sure this feeling will recur as we go further up the list. But it is always so startling when you look upon this film how consequential. It is how much yeah. kind of every movement and feeling of it, this episodic narrative of Antoine Daniel going from a tearaway kid in a rocky home to uh, a, a child who is unmoored from society, desperately running away from a juvenile prison, finally seeing the beach and then. Uh, uh, in in one of the greatest final moments in film, seeing us as well, mm-hmm. uh, and it is 
but you couldn't in a way that like we can talk about how like the third man is obviously influential and that's because we can point to the bit in triple x where the zither plays or the hundreds of millions of times where uh shots have been recreated every single appearance of a parrot in film is a reference to the third man so like that documentary the wild parrots of telegraph hill they owe Carol Reed a bunch of dollars. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think of other parrots in movies now. Uh, I mean, Hook. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's guys like Treasure Island. And, um, uh, oh, come on. What, who has the evil parrot? There's an evil parrot. Uh, Rio. Uh, I, uh, yeah. No, isn't a talking, is it Iago? Is Iago a oh, parrot in Aladdin? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he, he's a parrot. Is Bartok a parrot in Anastasia? No, he's a bat. I've, I've not seen Anastasia. Yeah, he's a bat. Sorry, I, I take it back, Bartok, mm. uh, if you're listening. When I'm watching movies about the, about the Russian Revolution, I only watch them from the point of view of the people murdering Anastasia and her family. Uh, but they, no. That's pretty sweet to look at it through such a blurred lens. I do enjoy Russian fudge. See, blurred lens, fudge, almost. That's almost a joke, right? Yeah. But true. So, so- just like uh, pause this recording and you can go and workshop that. And- uh, as I was saying, which is what I say when I don't know how long it has been since I started cutting material. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we will look at more consequential films. We will watch Psycho, and, and there are shots and movements and gestures in that film that are now part of the DNA of how cinema frightens us. In yeah. uh, that, like almost every scare in a film is either the shower or turning the chair, kind of. Hmm. Um, and, and the Four Hundred Blows, I think, has a same sized footprint. But it's not like, you know, it's not like eighth grade or um, like, oh, what is another film about childhood? Or uh, Edge of Seventeen. Or Edge of Seventeen or um, Little Women end with yeah, shots or, yeah. of people running along the beach and then the frame freezes and it zooms in. And yeah, it, but I'm like thinking about movies that like, take images from this, the first thing that always comes to my mind is shame and the, the scenes of, of, of Michael Fassbender running through the street. Those, like, long tracking shots yeah. all, all, always, feel, all, always feel to me like McQueen is, is referencing this film in, in, in particular. Well, the, and obviously the piece of the Nouvelle Vague that, that McQueen jives the most with is this idea of... Oh, it is such a basic premise that it feels obvious, but this was one of their, not the only innovation, which is like, what if we made films about regular people? What if they yeah. weren't heroes or exceptional? What if you just followed someone? Yes. Uh, and, and, and Truffaut's language of that being like so much of 400 blows is kind of just hanging out with Antoine and, and or watching him talk to his friend or, or scrap in the street or sit as his parents argue. Um, and it is that feeling 
and that focus that I see in so many other things. Like like him sitting in his room uh, as as they argue in the other, as his parents argue in the other room uh, is a scene we've seen a million times, and I don't think they are all referring intentionally to this. But like that, that sense of visiting a whole world through one person and seeing the whole and thus seeing a whole world within one person, because the thing like uh, we let's flip this format. This this film is euphonious. It's super fucking sound. We, we're not yeah. that. I, I, don't, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Um the thing that always surprises me when I've seen it, this is my fourth or fifth watch, and I'm never particularly close together, is how over 100 minutes, 90, something yeah, in it's, there. It's, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like 97 minutes. Uh, I feel like I have met Antoine. I feel I know him. Uh, uh, I, I and like obviously there are more chances to visit Antoine. This is the beginning of a series that Lurd and um, Truffaut continued uh, in, for, for, into the nineties. Yeah. Well, uh, the last of the Antoine Tournel films is a Love on a Run in nineteen seventy nine. Uh, for some uh, reason, I think that I, I you're absolutely right. Hmm. For some reason that's in my brain is coming out in 1992 because there's yeah, a well, yeah sorry. so it, by, by, by that time uh, uh, François had been dead for eight years he, oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he died he died in 1984 and yeah I, I have no doubt that if he had lived longer he would have made more of these films with Jean-Pierre Lourdes yeah but yeah their, 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 their time working together was cut short pretty pretty tragically because Tru- 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 Truffaut was I'm looking like well, he, he was he was 52 when he died. Yeah, and and he he'd been working with he he'd been working with Lord for the like 25 years at that point. And, and those follow up films, Stolen Kisses, Antoine and Colette, Bed and Board, and Love on the Run, um, which I intended to rewatch coming up to this episode mm. and didn't. Yeah, um. But they are all like, none of them are bad by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they do become more specific. Oh, like to say something is more specific than Four Hundred Blows, which is one of the most beautifully specific films ever. But it, you know, it becomes about like cheating on your wife and yes. and, and, and and living life in a way that is still all-time great filmmaking IMO. But, like, the thing with knowing Antoine and meeting Antoine and seeing this misfit is, is of course, seeing yourself in yeah. him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, as, as the series goes on, it, it becomes very much Truffaut, like... Like look, look, looking at looking at the mistakes of his own life, and and like and figuring out figuring out like where he went wrong and what he could do yeah. differently, unflinchingly but, judging himself. Mm, Antoine is yeah. never like Antero. Oh, oh my god, Antoine is a protagonist, but never a hero. 
Yeah. Whereas this film is like, it is that as well, but it is also like so universal in what it is saying about like what it means to be a child. This is a film that essentially anyone who has had a childhood could relate to in some form or another. The the heart of it, for me at least, the, the key thing it expresses that that is rarely done better elsewhere um, is, um, you know, the sense when you're the age Antoine is, which is 12, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, is is realizing the people around you are people uh, and not superhuman. Starting with your mm. parents and it expanding out to everyone and realizing that the world is flawed, which mm. is one would hope a universal experience. Uh, and, and if you're still going around thinking everyone is great and nice, I just I don't think you'd dig Nouvelle Vague films, <laughs> you know. Um. And that is, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I, I was going somewhere with that and, and it's lost to me. Anyway, I'm, 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 I made that point more generally. And, and like that is, it is easier to relate to that. We all have bits in our lives where we can go, oh yeah, I was, I remember the first time I heard my parents argue or the first time I stole something or the first time I realized that people didn't care where I was. Yeah, or that or I really like first time I like really fucked up. Yeah, and, and like the first time I felt shame, the first mm. time I plagiarized Balzac, um, oh. universal like, experiences. The the, the 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 first time I watched this movie, it, it, it was in the same uh, it was in the same film class where I saw like uh, uh, where, where, where I saw the Spirit of the Beehive. And the and uh, and bicycle thieves and Rashomon and uh, uh, and uh, Crash um, as um, in the scene where he is he knows that he has an assignment coming up he knows that he has to do well on it like yeah. his 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 entire relationship with his with his mother rests on him doing well on 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 his next essay and he he is he is sitting down he's he is he is reading. Uh, he is reading a collection of the works of Honoré of Honoré de Balzac, and and he, he he like reads a passage which really like moves him and inspires him, and then you know he puts up a picture of Balzac in his little like in his little like cubby that he has, and he lights a candle for Balzac, and 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 he he like takes that inspiration to to like start writing his essay. If you haven't seen French New Wave movies yet and you've just been, like, brought up on the sort of movies that, like, come out these days, you're like, oh, yeah, this is where he turns it all around. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to get inspired. He, he's he's going to fix all his problems. This is, like, this is, you know, this this is the, like, this is the beginning of it all going good. And then it turns out he fucking plagiarized an entire passage of Balzac. The candle that he that he lit in Balzac's honor uh, almost sets his house on fire, and like he gets kicked out of school. And was, and like it, it was such a revelation to me when I first saw what happened. Like, oh yeah, m- movies can do anything. Just because I expected to do this thing because that's what I've always seemed to do. Like that's what I've always seen them do before. There, there, there is no reason why this movie has to do that as well. And it, it was. Just like sitting in that like screening room with all the other people in my class and seeing that happen is just like one of one of my like favorite like film watching experiences. Yeah, 
this and again that is this film is elliptical and loose there is a clear structure to it story wise a lot of you know negative reviews not to look too far into the future of the, of the format of this episode um are people saying it is boring and has no shape and i think if you uh, sit down and, and diagram it which is just bullet point what each scene does you'll see like uh, uh Truffaut was a film critic uh yes. first he he knows what makes films work and like yeah. the, 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 and the, the, the this film is dedicated to andre pazine who yeah. is the guy who like invented modern film theory and, and this film's embrace of the messiness of life uh and the sense that life is not like a film or a story things don't always get better bad things happen to Antoine when he does when he tries to do well and good things happen to him when he does bad things you know like in the way these these are films in the same meaningless and unjust universe with which we all try and survive in yeah. and there there had obviously been films um like that before this like that like that description in and of itself could describe most slapstick silent comedy but but to me the synthesis the special source that makes this so effective and monumental yet again we are faced with a titan of cinema that is a titan because it is excellent yes. it is like like i don't i get like if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen it if you haven't see it and also like if you're over the age of like 20 now nah, over the age of like 16 you should see it i think yeah. like people under that age would be bored you know um yeah but like, that's because they have unformed brains yeah i remember there was, there was like a list that that, that, the, that the bbc put out like maybe like seven or eight years ago of uh, uh, a, a a list of movies that every child should see before they turn 13 i think and i'm pretty sure this was on there that, I don't agree with that. Uh, that seems like a weird thing to put on a child, I guess, as well. Uh, uh, it, it is, because this is not a, a film about children to state the... Incre- like, no. This is not a film for children. It's a film about children. Um, uh, it is... I, I think it's audiences, adults reflecting um, because, yeah, I just there's not, like this film seems designed to upset children, upset or, or annoy them. I, and like maybe it doesn't, you know, I saw when I was 15, 16, maybe a little younger, but I was like a pretentious mm. little shit. Um, uh, okay, so yeah, here, here, uh, here are the... Uh uh, here are the, uh, uh, the 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 top ten films that every child should see before they turn fourteen. This yeah. is from the BBC in two thousand five. Okay. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. I mean, yeah, sure, of course. Sound. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 where is the friend's house? I do I, not I know. Army. Oh, uh, uh, that, oh yes. That, that's, oh, the yeah, book, uh, the exercise book. Oh yes, of course. 
sound yeah, yeah. as shit. What a yeah. oh. an incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toy Story. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spirited Away. I mean, obviously, yeah. Uh, like, empirically, uh, sh- so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Show Me Love. I think it's uh, uh, film by, uh, uh, the film by uh, Lucas Moodyson. The the, uh, the guy who did... Uh, Fucking Amal and yeah, Together. Yeah, uh, yeah I've yeah. not seen that one. Yeah, um, yeah you know. neither. I've heard, it, heard that one's good. Uh, I'm just Nick surprised because is... on the basis of his films that I have seen, yeah. I w- no, no. Anyway. Uh, next is The Night of a Hunter. Again, like, oh, no, yeah, no, yes, yes. Children should see that. Yeah. Then uh, 400 Blows. Uh, then uh, Kez. Yeah, okay. Uh, then E.T. Fine, yeah, all right. And then uh, Bicycle Thieves. That's cool. I only have one addition to that list, mm. which is Speed Racer. Speed Racer is how you round out that list. Yeah. Um, and, and then, of course, Susperia 2018, because... <laughs> Uh, I really think more kids should be dancing Volk. Um, yeah. No, I think the best way to raise a child is to hand them a box of the Miyazaki, hand them a box of Guadagino, and then just and then just a single page that you've ripped out of the collected works of Philip Larkin, and you just have this universe highlighted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they fuck you up. Your mother superiorum, <laughs> mother lacrimosum. <laughs> they do not mean to, but they do. Um, <laughs> a second Philip Larkin oh, routine. That's. Oh, I was thinking, like, of, of all the incredibly specific jokes we've done, I the, think. The, 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 the combination of Suspiria 2018 and this be the first. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. True. That is, yeah. Yeah, I, that's such a good poem. I, I, I stand by putting possession in obsession, but that was so specific it didn't even interest you. Um, I, yeah, I am not sure I stand with the BBC on that list. But mm. Again, I was not a child when I saw this, or at least I didn't think I was one. Yeah. Which is kind of like the thing I see the most of myself in Antoine uh, is his insistence in both word and deed that he is no longer a child Um, and that he is grown up and ready to face the world and yet, of course, tragically, repeatedly, he he kind of boils down to someone who just wants to see the sea uh, to, to attempt foolishly to try and explain specifically what 400 Blows Innovation is, is, is that while this is a film that feels loose and, as you said, messy, like real life is, um, Truffaut, as a film critic, is also doing this within actually quite a, a, a rigid and known structure. Like the, the way the film works, the way it introduces ideas and plots and moves through them feels very loose because it is. It feels like real life. Without the 400 yeah. blows, we don't get like all the great realism. Like, we're, you know, without 400 blows, we don't get 
before sunrise, sunset, and midnight, you know, which, yeah. which operate uh, in the same way, which is dancing like there's no music. Uh, but when you stop, you realize they're perfectly actually in time, like the structure is there and the way every character has like an identifiable character moment they have motivations Antoine want need start wanting to be grown up and yeah. saying he is grown up and behaving more and more grown up and the world treats him more and more as a child as someone else's responsibility and yet his only release is when he goes back to his childhood impulse to to look at the sea which is a classical character arc across a film he keeps working towards achieving adulthood and he never gets that and he gets what he needs which is to see the sea. And it's like, it's obviously deeper than that. Um, and cause while we had free flowing work before and after, and, and obviously work reflecting on the messiness of life, I think this is the film that gives us the, that kind of schema that, that so much of this looseness is in detail and tone how you look, how people speak, uh, and like performance as well, like the realism right. and, and, of all of these people. Yeah, and, and just like cho- cho- choosing the the exact right moments of someone's life to 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 look at. Yeah, they, they like give you the they, they, they give you such a like wide ranging look at, at 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 their personality and the lives of those around them. But, but 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 without ever falling into just a like traditional narrative structure, it, it, it like it like really perfectly balances the, the the idea of doing like slice of life vignettes, but 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 also makes it feel like 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 it is telling a like like it is telling a a like coherent story. Well, and also making sure that each of those uh, vignettes tells us. Uh, 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 important and new information about everyone we're meeting yeah. in their world. Like, I don't know why this is the example that comes to mind, but like when the dad comes home and is like, oh, well, uh, uh, the boss is shacked up with uh, uh, his, his new typist, which is a problem because I told her how to fiddle her taxes. And, yeah. oh, but she's real hot. <laughs> That's when he's like, she's got great tits. And you're like, yeah. But it yeah, is like. He, he, starts, he starts doing the, the universal gesture for great tits at the yeah. table. And it is, and it is that sense that like we never meet that boss, we never meet that woman, we never get a real sense of what his dad's job is. But that that moment and, and, and how it is played and how everyone reacts to it feels both like an absolute moment of realism, like something mm. he that character would say, and also is the perfect amount of information that we can picture his working life. Yeah. Um, and, and that is written across the the whole film. Uh, a thing that always startles me when I watch it is his his friend, his friend from school, whose name I can never remember. Uh, his, uh, his his name is Rene uh, because Re- he is French. 
Oh, yeah, of course. There, That's how you can tell. Yeah, it, it was that or Jean-Pierre. Um, <laughs> uh, and they couldn't do that because that was the other actor's name. But, like, yeah. in my, mem- in my memory, um, this is a film about... Uh, Antoine and Renee versus the mean teacher, which mm. maybe the first 30 minutes is. Yeah. And, and the reason that sits so big in my brain is because Renee, this kind of like nervous, uh, uh, wiggling kid who wishes he was as free as Antoine. Mm. Um, who who is a, a like child of of like wealth and yeah. and 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 privilege, but but like fading wealth and privilege because his his parents are like like sort of shitting away the family fortune on their on their various addictions. Like his father's his father's a gambling addict, his mother's an mm. alcoholic, and he 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 has like no home life, so to speak. Of he he just like you know, steals his father's cigars and yeah. goes to watch movies. And then they break into his grandmother's house, steal money from her, or they break no, into... No, no, they, 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 they steal money from, from, from his mum. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, who keeps it in a flower plot. Yeah. Who keeps the key in a flower pot. Yeah. It was Antoine who, who stole the money from his grandmother. Yes. Uh, that was before the film started. Yeah. Uh, um, but... So in my head, Renee is like a co-lead of this film, mm. where, and it is not a, a diss on the actor who plays Renee to say he is not. It's just he factually isn't. He's just not yeah. in enough of the film. But but that misapprehension of mine comes from that that I I feel like I know Renee as well as I know Antoine, and, and it, it is. It is Edward Yang magic uh, uh, to that that we get so little of him comparatively and, and learn so much. Again, like the precise moments we see of his family's life when they're doing this, like fun, kind of almost like a boarding school book adventure of when Antoine has been kicked out of the house. Um, uh, Renee is like, you can come stay with me, and, and they're hiding Antoine around the house, uh, uh, like under the bed, behind the curtains, and, and all of those moments are great and entertaining, and two incredible child performances. But every bit you see is another look into this world, and it is yeah. like th- the. Th- this film codified how to do everything to show you everything while seeming like you're just following a bunch of kids, you know, uh, yeah. uh, in a way that like, yeah, no, like I said, Ed, I mentioned Ed Yang and obviously like we're friends, um, Eddie, Eddie Yang, um, I, I I always do that because Edward Yang is one of my preferred uh, t- Top Chef contestants, and I don't want to get okay. them confused. Um, he's great. He never did good, but he he's he's a nice part of the universe, and I like what Top Chef is doing with like Top Chef amateurs, where they have chefs 
you know, contestants, chef testants. I'm sorry, but piss. I'll start over. Hello, welcome to Shine and Sound. Yeah, My name. Idea. Yeah. No. Can't do that. <laughs> you should have written that down. Um, uh, uh, but he is like, yeah, so like Yee Yee and Brighter Summer Day, um, uh, uh, the films I can think that, that equal this sense uh, of seeming to just occur. Uh, that that you that you you are just following people through a a a world, and yet at the same time it is gripping and perfect, and the craft is serene, and it is not like a, a mumblecore when it is executed well, gestures towards that. And if yeah. only they would write scripts, they'd get all the way. And like modern hey, realism, no, no you, you, you're 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 never going to get Joe Swanberg to write a script. He's not going to do it, and you should stop asking him. Yeah, I know. Final draft is expensive. Um, uh, 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 and uh, like, there's modern realism, uh, uh, like uh, the work of the Dardenne brothers, who I love. Uh, uh, who are doing slightly... We get it. You love the Dardenne brothers. You fucking... Br- well... Yeah, it says uh, it on the wall. Uh, uh, Yufa has a poster that says the Dardenne brothers. He drew it with his own hands. Uh, no, no, uh, no. You, you, it's, it's printed, right? That's a, that's a typeface. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a font you found. Uh, um, but it is... Uh, work in similar ways and are very much... Post Nouvelle Vague and post Truffaut, but the way they move post that is moving more into realism. Um, Link later, like Boyhood doesn't exist without Antoine Donnell, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the difference there, the reason that can't really compare is that uh, Link later, largely for good, loves you to be able to identify his voice in his character's mouths. Uh, uh, in a way that you never quite, you know, you're never just watching someone. A lot of his yeah. films are a lot like plays in that way. But those are all like the div- the diversity of that. But like also, yeah, uh, that's why in uh, Dazed and Confused, uh, Matthew McConaughey says, uh, "Do you know what I love about Boyhood? He keeps getting older, and I stay the same age." <laughs> Um, uh, and this, but it's also like, those are the obvious things, at least to my mind, to, to, to point as like buds off the roots of 400 blows, but even like clerks, you know, mm. uh, or fucking, oh, what's it called? The Max Landis film about people with superpowers. Uh, cr- uh, Chronicle? Yeah, that terrible film. But like you know, like, uh, like Cloverfield, Blair Witch, the idea uh, of taking a rigid structure and then playing a jazz set in it, realising it's how you move. that Because it is insane to me that the Nouvelle Vague were like, Films have gotten too stagey. We got to make them weirder, and in doing so, they invented all of the skills we assign to realism in yeah, film. Yeah, and, and and like all of what is now like prestige. Yeah, when, when their their entire thing was saying all of the things that define prestige in our time, uh, we think suck. 
We think that they make films like too formulaic and too obsessed with telling a certain type of story from a certain type of perspective and excluding filmmakers and film writers and actors who who are not of a certain class or a certain like level of education. And, and now all of those things that they did in in rebellion mm. are the things that are used to gatekeep. Yeah, which is heartbreaking. And I'm kind of glad that, that Truffaut is not here to see it, uh, mm. though uh, he would absolutely be with Goddard and just being like, oh, fuck you guys, what are you doing? <laughs> like, there was no, you know, like... Uh, one would hope that he wouldn't go the John Cleese path and currently be like, well, you know, the problem with films today is they're too experimental. Um, uh, you know, these days in film, there are just too many knights who say me. <laughs> That's his big problem, right? Yeah. Um, so there, there's one key element of this film we have not discussed. Uh, which is uh, Jean-Pierre Lourdes as Antoine Donnell, who was 12 when they filmed this. They they auditioned like... It, this is one of those stories where they auditioned like hundreds or thousands of kids, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, I believe so. And, and then they found him... Uh, part of his screen test is in the film. There's a scene where he talks with, to a, a therapist or psychologist or counsellor. Right, yeah. Um, and, and I believe some of that is uh, either sourced from or literally the footage of his screen test. Mm-hmm. The, those yeah, and, and, and this is a movie where, like, all of the adult parts are played by, like, really well-established French actors... Like, or, uh, they, or they, Truffaut's friends, like Jacques Demy is here, uh, Godard right, yeah. shows up, of course. Yeah, and, and, then, and then all the children are played by, like, amateurs, by, by like, real children who, who, who they found. Yeah, no, none of that. Uh, 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 no, don't, don't worry, there's no good joke there. Um, and, and which is spectacular. Yeah, and, and, right? yeah, and the, 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 the fact that they found Jean-Pierre Lourdes is... Like, one of the great triumphs of casting. Well, and it is, there is, uh, 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 to, to make it a trinity, like, a child performances on, on, a, on a par with this are, like, uh, um, uh, Chang Chen, Zhang Zhen, I cannot remember yeah. how he currently spells his name. I believe it's Zhang Zhen. Uh, in, in Brighter Summer Day. Yeah. Uh, and uh oh, there's a fucking obvious one. Like there is an argument for Mara Wilson and Matilda genuinely. Mm. Like that's a legitimately incredible I mean, the, the, performance. The, the one that I always go to is of course Anna Torrent in the Spirit of the Beehive. Oh, yes, of course. Um and and, and, and then my my like other favorite one is Elsie Fisher in eighth grade. Yeah. Uh and they are all cases. And of course, Kiki in Kiki's delivery service. I mean, sure. I, 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 if we're doing that, I've, I do. I, I am sorry to go back to this well, but if you've opened the door to fictional characters and not mentioned Shinji Ikari, you know it is. 
No, no, you, you're right, man. That is a good child performance. I mean, uh, played by a middle-aged woman, a woman, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, who who um, uh, became a, a genuine celebrity across Japan because of that performance. Um, oh, and, then, and then, of course, the, 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 the other great child performance in the film is uh, Jacob Tremblay in the scene in Doctor Sleep where he is getting brutally murdered uh, for his uh, for his magic uh, for for his magic uh, gas. I, I I the only reason I don't consider Tremblay part of this uh, is because I think uh, of the school of children we've just mentioned. Mm. Um, uh, they are all cases where where directors have found children who are uh, at the risk of sounding creepy incredibly charismatic like yeah. the um like they know how to be on camera they know how to play to a camera there is no sense of artifice with them where when when Danielle looks at the camera at the end of the 400 blows you remember the camera is there at the same time as he does in a way that they're like Macaulay Culkin it was not a bad child performer but like mm. yeah oh yeah he was always putting on a show you know sure, yeah yeah um there was always a sense of him pretending um and these, all those, the things we've discussed so far, the the people we've discussed so far, Beehive, this performance, Brighter Summer, Matilda, the Four, <laughs> and, and, and some others, and and, and, and the kid to play Yang Yang. Oh yes, of course. Um, uh, is that those seem to be incredible symbiotic meetings where directors have are working so well with children um, uh, for them to both kind of express themselves well, to perform and to, yeah, to perform the story and to perform uh, a version of themselves. They're still acting. Whereas like Tremblay to me, like the miracle of Tremblay, who is... A genuinely great actor. I've not seen yeah. him do bad work. Um, I have not seen Book of Henry, <laughs> uh, but I presume he's good in that. Um, I mean, like in the Book of Henry, there is never a moment with, with, with Tremblay where you're like, "Well, I wish he died instead." Like, <laughs> like he, he, you know, he, 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 he doesn't embarrass himself. He doesn't yeah. come across as a monster, which is uh, more than almost any other actor in that movie can say. Um, but like. The thing Tremblay has is that he is just an incredible actor. Like, Tremblay, the thing Tremblay has that the rest of of those people don't, and all of the actors we've mentioned have gone on to great careers. I'm so happy, like, last week's uh, decision to delay No Time to Die so people in Auckland uh, uh, get to see it with everyone else, that they're doing the same with June. I'm so excited uh, that we all get to see uh, Zhang in that together. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, they're gonna finally have a gonna <laughs> finally have a Chinese person play that that character. But if you yeah, if you look, this has just turned into Tremblay cast. But like if you if you look across room his Twilight Zone episode, which I do love, in which he play, does the best performance of Donald Trump we've yet had in the media. Um, 
uh, is that he has range, you know, like Tremblay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tremblay doesn't need a good director, like which Book of Henry kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, bears out. Whereas, uh, and which is not a diss, like Truffaut and Lurd together uh, are Johnny, uh, uh, Johnny Greenwood and Tom York. They are great mm. apart, but together their radio head yeah. uh, uh, just exquisite and incredible and it is the sense of them speaking through each other without ever speaking over each other uh, that feels miraculous and it also the thing that unites all of those characters all of those performances that I think comes from Lurd in this is that when, when, when we look at child performances before 400 Blows, there are many great ones. Like Shirley Temple was treated horribly. Judy Garland yeah. treated horribly. Yeah, Mickey yes. Rooney treated those two women horribly <laughs> um, and was probably treated horribly himself. Anyway, the, the world is broken. Um but they were always playing little adults. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, or, or in the case of the two kids, the, the two main just, kids. Just, just like in Bugsy. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, um, but like, like Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver is in a slightly different world because she's slightly older, but mm. it is, it is, it, it has this element that, that Truffaut and Lurd together bring us i, I feel yeah. or like, well, I mean, like it, which is that he's a kid like yeah. it's not a he's well, he's well, not which, which like jody foster and alice doesn't live here anymore like really has that feeling yeah of like being a really good actor who is also just like a kid playing a kid and yeah. doing a fantastic job of it and it is oh man it's so i'm so glad they found each other yeah because I thought I had watching it. it. It was one of, you know, one of the bits where you're just watching him walk around where I was like, imagine how painful this film would be if Lerd wasn't giving the best child performance of all time. And yeah. like, and, and that they gave well, us and, and like in, in, in a bit we'll, we'll talk about a movie where a child walks around a lot of the time and does not have the requisite charisma to to pull it off and, and like, like, like my, my, my like big problem i think of all problems with after earth my 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 biggest one is that james is that like jaden smith cannot hold a close-up if, if you go in on his face like you, you like the, the 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 movie is instantly like losing the entire audience. Yeah. But like when you when when you go in close on Jean Pierre Lud's face, like even as a fucking twelve year old, like that kid knows where to look. He knows how to hold you. Well, and, and, and Truffaut knows how to look at him. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and that that you ne- uh, 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 to, to establish my, my general idea on After Earth now, before we're done with 400 Blows, I think it is almost cruel what After Earth does to Jaden Smith. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, in that the Jaden Smith, he, he is simply not suited 
at, at that stage of his life, at his level of training or experience, to be the lead of a film. It is like Millie Bobby Brown in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. It's just like, this, this person cannot lead a film, and especially not this sort of film. And, and, not, like, like, and at least Millie Bobby Brown has a charisma. Like, mm. Jaden, like, the thing I kept thinking about as I watched was that, like, every day they would shoot with him. He'd be surrounded by adults who would yeah. tell him it was great and may, and he would see playback. Mm. And even, you know, Jaden Smith would be able to look at this footage of him just, it, just simply not doing well, not holding a close-up, not landing emotions, seeming both distant and too close and be like, but no, I'm... I'm doing badly, yeah. and I think it is quite. It, it feels like a kindness when we are allowed close to Antoine. It feels kind to him because we get to look deeper into him, and it feels kind to us because it allows us to look deeper into ourselves. When when we look at Jaden Smith as like fucking Dibbly Dop Rage or whatever his name is. Uh, Katai. Katai Rage. It, I, genu- I feel embarrassed for him. And not yeah. in a like, oh, fuck this film. But like in a like, it is. I At that age, I couldn't have done any better. Hmm. Uh, and and it, yeah, it just ends up making me feel very sad. In a way that the ending of 400 Blows which should be very sad. This, 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 this kid has had an Agira path. Things start to go badly and then get progressively worse. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even get to sell that typewriter. I don't know. It just really charms me that he steals a typewriter. But anyway, um, but that we see him try to change and that we see in him like the heart of a good person and that, yeah. that we humanize this tear away. Well, that's a weirdly clinical way to put it. Like, I, I find joy yeah. a, a, in and, this and, performance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it is a film that is like so, like, it, it is a film that, like, woof, woof, like while, while never insisting on it, is so smart and so incisive about, like, the way we treat children. And like and like the effects of like schooling and teachers and their parents and friends and movies yeah. and, and and like and law enforcement how like all of those different factors can can like compound on a child and and if someone is already struggling the like system that we live in is just designed to make it worse and worse and worse for that child. Yeah. The first scene of the movie is Antoine in class and a, a, a bunch of the boys are like. Handing uh, like handing around a like pinup poster mm. of like a woman in a bikini and and, and oh, yeah caught. sorry oh, uh, yeah. I was in a locker room momentarily yeah. and uh, Antoine gets caught with it and you know he he is told he's got he's made to go stand in the corner 
And, you know, know, for like a couple scenes of the teacher just being incredibly aggressive towards Antoine. This this teacher is one of cinema's greatest villains. Like, he, what an unthinking monster. Anyway. Yeah, and this, like, whole scene is, is this teacher just, like, compounding the cruelty and the humiliation on 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 Antoine mm. and then it cuts from that to the end of the school day outside the school and engraved along the top of the building is Liberté Egalité Fraternité and you're just like yeah no that, that, that's the whole movie right there like fr- fr- French society purports to live by, by these like certain defining principles of equality and freedom and instead this is how we treat the people who are going to like be you know who, this is how we treat the future of our society and yeah absolutely uh, i could i could not say it better uh, uh myself this is a film about how uh, uh, children are everyone's responsibility. It is the yeah. end of Night of the Hunter looking down the camera saying, God bless, God protect the children or whatever Lillian Gish uh, wonderfully yeah. says, I think. Finn's not a fan because it's from the Bible. Uh, um, Any who, I'm going to piss, cut that. Look, too much <laughs> religion talk recently. Um, no, uh, not enough. And 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 like that is an and that it is easy for everyone to think it doesn't matter what they do, um, but it, it builds up and can uh, ruin and distort lives and with children, and that the solution is to let them express themselves, and yeah. that Truffaut uh, has done that in a film where he literally did that with Lud. It is um, oh, one of the high watermarks of the art form of the art film we discuss. Uh, so yeah, it's sound. I've already said it sound. Where is it on your list, Finn? On my list, it is at number twenty-one, uh, in between Sherlock Junior and Ugetsu. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, fair. I have it at number 19 between Beau Travail and Raging Bull. Yeah. Uh, and, and which I should always say is that everything after 26, or it used to be 25, then I put 400 blows in there, is yeah. just like, you know, ye ye on up, you know? Yeah. You start good and you get great. Yeah, uh, everything from number 28 up is all over 4.5s or 5s out of 5. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, it's just, it's such good shit. Um, and, and luckily, Finn. Yes. I can't, I know you, and you love to be part of the consensus. Yeah. Um, you're someone who I think loves to be part of the mainstream and agree with everyone. Uh, yeah, and, I, and it, I, I, I love it when uh, I'm told I should uh, think... Uh, or act a certain way. Yeah, that that's that's going to make me uh, want to do that. Um, that's why your favourite uh, uh, a band is Rage Against Rage Against the Machine with their song uh, "Fuck You." I will do what you tell me. Um, uh, that, 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 that's why my favourite uh, band is Rage Against the Machine. But in the same way that uh, Rage Against the Machine is Paul Ryan's favourite band. 
really. Yeah, when he like first got elected to Congress or the Senate or whatever, there, there, there were a bunch of like interviews of him, and and he talked about how his favorite band was Rage Against the Machine. I is art a good idea? And, and but like, there's one giant consensus. Um, mm. There's not a person in the world who does not agree that the 400 blows is a monumental sound of Finn. I'm, I'm sorry. I've got yeah. some late breaking news. I've just oh. been handed this. A review has been posted of the 400 blows on letterboxd, which only gives it one and a half stars. Oh, uh, that's uh, disgusting. I know. I did a preliminary check to check that you were still, as you like to be, part of the con- the mass consensus on this. And most, if not all, half star reviews uh, of the four hundred blows are uh, this four hundred blows, or it doesn't have four hundred blowjobs in it, or um, one is just the words pee pee poo poo. And I was like, oh, so there's none, but this one, I, you know, we often, when, when, we, when we pick these reviews um, uh, to read, uh, pick ones that kind of agree with us up until the point uh, of, it's just that we think what they're doing is good or bad, and the yeah. reviewer thinks the opposite. Whereas this, which is just by Chris, you know, Chris, mononym, Chris, yeah, Chris, Chris, Chrissy, it is, it is, they, they definitely watched the same film as us, but I am very, it sounds like a good start, but there are many points in this where I feel like maybe they watched it from the evil dimension where, where, where Truffaut oh, is the, evil. The, the, the evil version where, where the evil dimension where all of the pictures have their colours inverted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it says stuff like uh, evil Ben McGugan and then there's just like a picture of shoes. That's oh, right, right, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what he changed his profile picture on Facebook to uh, yesterday. I, yeah, I've only, I only use Facebook to communicate with you and people I have to apologize to. Um, oh, you, 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 you should apologize to Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you said something when he was on our podcast that he's just furious about. No, that is, I, as I was saying that, I was like, nah, no, no, but like, I know, no, 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 it's, look, I cannot, there is absolutely no way that I do not have a leg to stand on when it comes to like, we can't, uh, you cannot say things to upset me. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, it, no, that's fair. I, if you, no, the thing I was going to say is like, if you had chosen anyone else, right, because yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I am like, I wouldn't, you know, you'd know, you know, mm, anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, anyway. <clears throat> This is Chris's one and a half star review. And, and yeah, just as, as a reminder, uh, this is from the same universe we are, not the twisted red universe from Fringe. Okay. So this is the first Francois Truffaut movie that I've watched. Now, listen, I understand a lot of factors have to be considered when critically thinking about movies from previous generations. That said, 
This movie was fucking boring. <laughs> Just nothing ever happens. I find it packed with incident. Something happens uh, yeah. in every scene. There, there, there's, there's the scene where he goes to school and the teacher asks him, what's your excuse for not showing up to school yesterday? And and and, like, and, and Antoine is just like, just searching for someone because he knows if he doesn't come up with, a, with an excuse, he's going to get punished. And so to, in order to avoid getting punished, he says, uh, he, he says, I wasn't at school yesterday because my mother died. And, and you're like, no, that was the wrong thing to say, Antoine. I, I, I get why you say it, but this is going to have uh, major negative repercussions on you. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Yeah. And, and then the entire the, the entire next five minutes is just like, it, it's just like, just like coiled tension as you know that lie is going to like come falling down. And, and everyone's going to know that he's a fucking pathological liar who will, you know, who, who will just like, who has no compunctions about just like kick, like kick, kick killing off his parents as as like a as a, as like get out of jail free card. And it's, it's so good. And even if you don't like scenes like that, like scenes with interpersonal tension or or tension based on narrative irony, there's like. Uh, bunches of times when he's running away from people or yeah. or hiding, like the, it is just like the like the Nouvelle Vague and Truffaut understands cinematic pleasure. Like yeah. anyway, um, <clears throat> and I think it's important to note that I'm not some troglodyte who only likes superhero movies. I really tried to enjoy this, but it's just like. Maybe in a time where there were so few ways to be entertained, this could be seen as a good movie. But watching it now, it simply is not. Uh, uh, I just consider that unacceptable. Now, as much as this person is insisting they are not a troglodyte, it does sound like something a troglodyte would say. Uh, yeah, no, that is... Uh, uh, that paragraph genuinely fills me with fury. Um, <laughs> this is a movie about an adolescent boy who just keeps getting in trouble. This is pretty decent subject matter to mine for good stories. Well, unfortunately, all the trouble he gets into is petty and uninteresting. He... L- he loses his whole family. He is kicked out of home. And his parents disown him and send him to, to, to a child prison. It ends with him being chased with a guard from a child prison. <laughs> that, like, that is not petty. No, those are, those are really, really high stakes. Okay. Uh, uh, the next two sentences are a real double whammy, so prepare Great. yourself. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to get whammy. The acting is bad to okay. The plot is disjointed and meandering. No, false. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Uh, not like... Okay, uh, the main character, Antoine, is a young boy who makes terrible choices constantly with zero yeah. follow-up as to why. The, the, uh, I'm, I'm just going to guess this person has uh, never met a young boy. Or 
or any, or or just anyone. People people fuck up all the time with no real reason. But like returning to your example of him lying about his mother dying, he is already in trouble with the teacher. He has already yeah. argued with his mum. Basic deduction, basic pattern recognition in that moment tells you why he's made that decision because he fears his teacher and his anger towards his mother. Like yeah. it, it is, it it's not complicated. This is not a complicated film. You have to decode. This does not. Anyway, the exposition is basically presented only at the end when I long stopped caring. It just seemed sloppy. Tbh, uh, go fuck yourself. Um, as an example, as an example, <laughs> Antoine's dad comes home with a fog lamp. He says it's for the races. Dude, what races? Races of what? Where's the story at? Just a lot of stuff that doesn't connect with anything else. Okay. It's a major part of this character's identity that he likes going to watch auto races on the weekend. Yeah. And, and like it is talked about constantly that this guy loves to do it. When... Like, when he's considering abandoning his adopted child later on in the movie, he's like, oh, you know, he's probably so bad because we because we leave him alone on weekends to go to the races. Like, it, it comes back all the time. It is, it is a central part of that particular character's identity. And, like, even if it was just as it is presented in this review... From this review, I can use context clues to work out what the races are and potentially what the lamp could be used for. Yeah, and, and like, there is, there is so much time spent in the movie talking about, like, like, kind of, like you, 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 using the, the, like, idea of the races to show you, like, what this character wants out of life. Like, he, he, he is this, you know, like, str- like, struggling, like, kind of, like, lower class, but still sort of white-collar worker. Yeah. And he uses the, the, these, like, races and the racing club that he is a part of to help, like, create connections so that he can one day strike out on his own and, and, like, and like go into business for himself and not have to work shitty jobs for assholes. Well, and, and the, the only path he sees to success is either through cheating or luck. So, mm. so, so betting or stealing, which yeah. has clearly been impressed on uh, Antoine. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of things I enjoyed. Don't worry, this review doesn't get better. Antoine's mum, think of all the things you could say about her. Think uh, of great legs. Okay, is ridiculously yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she was a joy to look at and probably the best actor in the movie. I mean, it's a great performance. They're mm. all great performances. Yes. But like when I reflect uh, on 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 Antoine's mother and, and, and the way the film presents her, I do not think about her as an object of desire. Mm. I consider her uh, as someone so stuck within a um, with a marriage that that it feels like has been forced upon her due to yeah. circumstance. Um, and and she desperately has to find escapes from that, and yes. that I think bringing 
like looking at the film and being like, my takeaway is that she's the best actor because I want to fuck her the most. Yeah, uh, well, but like that—that's that's what people think these days. Like, if if you look at like most of like modern film and TV discourse, it's about thinking that someone who you want to fuck isn't is a good actor. But but like. But Dev Patel is a good actor, though. Oh, like, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that wanting to fuck someone means that they're necessarily a bad yeah, okay. actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there there are definitely cases of that. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, uh, I just think that there are like, like for for so many people, the beginning and end of film criticism is: Do I want this person to step on me or not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like, I agree. And there's the other end. And like, you've got to have balance to that, you know, because mm. sometimes you do want to see films where you want people to step on you. But on the other hand, I, I, I don't want to see Padma Lakshmi in a film. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look, yeah, I, I, I have, I have no, I have zero problems with, with, I have zero problems with step on me cinema. You know, I I I I made that tweet about uh, 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 I made that tweet about Casino Royale last week. Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah. I went and watched it, and yeah, that yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that film <laughs> is is it's bottled sex. Like yeah. it is, it's it's uh, oh man, it's obscene how much like oh god, it's a film so full of eye fucking. It's just <laughs> incredible and like the fact that the revelation like the key innovation of that film is not just lifting the born stunt teams but is like have james bond romantic dialogue but have it so they actually have chemistry and it's not like sean connery badgering a woman into kissing him but like yeah. ha- have it be like Oh, I'm the money, every penny, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, 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 and then just oh, have them in a shower. To, oh, man. Oh, man, Campbell. Uh, that cut there. Once again, of course, we sang the whole national anthem and stood with our hands over our heart. Mm. <clears throat> the, this review, not yet done, almost there. Do not worry because uh, now we get on to, to positive things uh, uh, that Chris liked that I think we can kind of agree with there's a panning shot of Antoine and his friend running across a park terrace that overlooks Paris that's nothing short of gorgeous yeah there are a bunch yeah. of those the interview Antoine has with an off screen psychiatrist towards the end is easily the best part of the movie I don't disagree with that um, yeah. if the rest of the movie was like that I would have loved it. I enjoyed his stories and it really explained his upbringing in, mischie- in mischievous ways. But unfortunately, it was too little too late. Yeah, it is unfortunate that that sequence of a small um, uh, of a child revealing through both what they know and what they don't know um, through an awkward interaction with an older person as they try and rebel and leave is situated in an unrelated film, The 400 Blows, which is in no way also a about those things. Hmm. All in all, I'm too bad. Yeah. um, I mean, it can't win them all. Um, All in all, I'm glad I checked this movie out, but it was simply not that engaging. And I was pretty disappointed in spending any time watching it. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Chris's top four is not what I would guess that the top four of the person who wrote that review is. Are they uh, mostly good movies? Uh, the the three of them that I've seen are excellent films. Right. Uh, one I have not seen, but I have uh, uh, heard very positive things about. Uh, uh, two of them are very long. <clears throat> one is... Oh, all right, so... Oh, one has one of the all-time great cast lists. Oh, no. One at the time had an all-time great cast list, uh, which uh, history has made slightly Uh, worse. uh, The Usual Suspects. Uh, No, but you're in the right era. I'll get... Uh, Am I right about uh, maybe someone who was in the movie and now uh, listens to the movie? Uh, not that, not as extremely as far as I know. Okay, so so, so it's not LA Confidential or Seven? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, 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 we're talking about, like, we're, to- we're not talking spacey level bad. Right, we're talking yeah. Sean Penn level bad. We're talking okay. Adrian Brody level bad. We're talking Nolte. We're talking Travolta. Oh, okay. Clooney is also there, Woody Harrelson, Jim Caviezel, oh. Elias Codius, John Cusick. But worst of all, no, not worst of all, when Sean Penn is in the film. Um, uh, and, 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 and Jim Caviezel. Jared Leto. Oh. Um, yeah, star started for the time. Famously, Miranda Otto. I did not know. Um, uh, uh, Nick Stahl. The, this is a film where famously a lot of people shot a lot of material and a lot of it was cut. Um, okay. It's a war film from 1998. Oh, right. It's the, the, uh, the, the Finrod line. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, is a film that you would describe... Uh, and have described as Altman-esque, and I have told you to watch it. Uh, right, it, uh, uh, it is Magnolia. Yep. Uh, the next uh, is from 1963. It's so cool. Uh, is it? Uh, uh, is it a Godard film? No, but you're you're, you're ish in the right area. Wrong, uh, wrong it, country, but you're still in Europe. Okay. Uh, 1963 Europe. Uh, is it Italian? We. Oui. All right. Uh, is it... Uh, is, uh, is, is it a Western? No. No. Uh, is it a gangster film? I, I mean... Uh... I mean, it really depends on how you view the business we call show, but, you know, not technically. Okay. The Italian film from 1963. Yeah, about entertainment. Yeah. It's got a very short title. It's 
All right, it's, it's eight and a half. Ding, ding. Yeah. <clears throat> and the last one is the film I've not seen, 1996. Oh, uh, some problems in this cast. <laughs> Gary Oldman, Gary Newman's uh, father. Um, David Bowie, Dennis Hopper. Uh, the Hunger. No. No, oh, no, that's meant to be 80s. No, no, um, no. Oh, uh, 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 oh. Sam Rockwell in is in this. Willem Dafoe, Christopher oh. Walken. Um, the is... lead, uh, their first lead in a film, I believe, is also in Casino Royale. Uh, is uh... someone who is Ooh. in Casino Royale that we have not mentioned so far? Is it uh, Jeffrey Wright? Yeah. Jeffrey Wright film from 1996. In which David... he plays a real-life person. Hmm. I believe. Yes. I, I don't think I know this one. That's Quiet. The oh, film oh, where David right, Bowie plays right. Andy Warhol. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, have, I have heard of that. I've been meaning to watch it because I wanted to watch all of David Bowie's films. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I've 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 heard that one. I've heard that's really good. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it's Schnabel film, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 old old Jay Schnabel. As much as I did uh, have absolutely no patience with At Eternity's Gate, his his Van Gogh film, Van Gogh. Uh, it's so hard, so hard for people who aren't. Anyway. All right, Julian Schnabel did a Lou Reed concert film. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, since the uh, Todd Haynes uh, Velvet Underground documentary came out uh, recently, and, and I watched that and was and just w- and was reminded of how incredible the Velvet Underground. Uh, I've been like watching. Uh, I've been like listening to a whole lot of Velvet Underground and like f- f- finding live clips. And I, I, I'd never seen any. Uh, I, I'd never seen any of the reunion concert from like 1993. Oh yeah. But, I, but I, I, I found a clip of that today, which is which is like Lou Reed, John Cale, Sterling Morrison, Mo Tucker doing a 15 minute long version of the song "Hey Mr. Rain," which was an outtake from "White Light, White Heat," which was like never released at the time, but uh, but is like on the CD, is on the like deluxe CD version of "White Light, White Heat." one of my favorite Velvet Underground songs. They do a 15-minute-long version of it, which opens with a uh, uh, which opens with a nine-minute-long jam where Lou Reed with his guitar and John Cale with his viola are doing like dueling solos for nine minutes. Mm. It is uh, so fucking good. Oh, man. Uh, Lou uh, Reed, I... great stuff. Yeah. Velvet Underground, uh, great documentary, great band. Good times, good friends. Yeah. Uh, I, well, uh, actually, they, 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 they had, yeah, no. if you watch the documentary, they weren't good friends. No, no, yeah. I, <sighs> once again, you no, you, no, you were being you were being totally sincere, and I had to tell you what a fool you were being. Finn. Yes. I've never been sincere in my life. <laughs> I, I refuse to allow you to shame me. By calling with, me with the slander of sincerity. Uh, 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 I I am I'm. <laughs> I was just going to say a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
okay. So as we've talked about, there's a scale of bad dads. We we agree that Will Smith as Cypher Rage in in, in After Earth uh, is a worse dad than Antoine's dad. Uh, there's also a scale of bad decisions, Finn. Uh, and I want I want you to help me uh, with this sure. one because I'm not quite sure where I sit because like there's a bad decision like and here are the two I'll put up against each other um, when you are one of at that point one of the most bankable visible charismatic movie stars of all time. And you've yeah. had two children who, uh, uh, and because uh, you you are married to and having children with another person who is almost all of those things, uh, or, or would have been if black women were allowed to star in movies, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you uh, are... Other, other than Collateral, which she's the star of. So we've got the superstar actor and... Jada Pinkett Smith, one of the most attractive people in the world, and they're having kids, and, and their kids look like identical, like app <laughs> combinations of the two of them. You, yeah. you, you have Willow, um, who has like uh, uh, Jada's eyes, uh, Jada's nose, Will's mouth, uh, and and Jaden, who is the opposite. And now you're in that position, uh, one of the most bankable stars, and you're like, I want to encourage my kids to 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 do the things they're good at. Willow is good at whipping her hair backwards and forwards, so we'll put that. We'll do that. And Jaden uh, has mentioned once that he wants to be an actor, uh, so I will make a hundred million dollar plus film with his him at the center of it uh he's largely untested this film is about people with no emotion and we will get m night Shyamalan. i mean who 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 gave the world Haley joel osmond you know that he has track yeah. record with working with kids he had made the avatar film at this point though uh yeah the uh, I think probably the, the like first movie I ever saw in the theatre and was disappointed by. Oh wow! Was Mine was Baby's Day Out again to to really emphasise the difference between us. But I was yeah, a uh, young skeptic. Yeah, I'm gonna check the years. It, it, it was either it was either uh, 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 it was either Ignite Shyamalan's The Last Airbender or it was uh, the uh, Percy Jackson movie. Now, uh, and, 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 and the resultant film uh, being uh, <clears throat> After Earth, where, which we've already broken the format. Let's do it again. It's shite. Man, it's shite. Uh, yeah, that's no, uh, really, really uh, boring and uh, bad. And bland. It, it feels... Oh, here, here, here's a fun thing. Yeah, Percy Jackson and the Olympians came out the same year as uh, as in my Shyamalan's uh, uh, The Last Airbender. So I, I, I would have seen those fairly close together. Okay. You said, the, 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 you said fun fact, and I agree with one of those words. Um, well, <laughs> too bad. 
I like how you're like, I'm annoyed, but it's a, it's a joke. Um, and, and there is also like, but I like that's a mistake. Obviously, this film is a mistake, as we've already talked about. Uh, it is, I believe, ultimately cruel to Jaden uh, uh, that people saw this performance and did not rework the film more. I, I think it is evident that the film has been reworked to de-emphasize his performance, uh, but uh, they simply should have stopped. Uh, uh, and another mistake would be like watching this film and then when you're doing a podcast where you watch a good and a bad film, suggesting to watch this film. So in your life, you've seen it twice. I, which of those mistakes is greater? Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, which one had uh, more of an impact on me personally. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you, it, it, you've it only so, seen so, After sort of Earth once. Yeah. So from where I'm sitting. But, I, but, but, like, you deciding to see it twice, maybe I had to see it for the first time. I, like... I thought maybe... I thought it was a Godzilla King of the Monsters thing where I was like, mm. maybe this is secretly really good. And I mm. think there is a redemptive reading to make of this film, and maybe I will attempt it. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that later because I've, I've found some uh, very redemptive readings of it. But it is... Like... Uh, uh, this film takes forever to start... Yes. Like the opening thirty minutes to an hour. Like, it, like it, it, I mean, it, it, it like does the thing where it starts in media res and then it's like, oh, three days earlier, which uh, pretty much always sucks. And w w w when when you get back to the point when the like when the when the media is res, it, that 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 part uh, is uh, uh, very boring. Uh, 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 well, and it is, it is transparently, at least to me, uh, uh, a post facto attempt to juice the beginning of this film yeah. um, uh, 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 and to, to, to uh, I, I, I have, I, I have it in my mind that there were reshoots. I, I feel like uh, uh, I think a lot of this beginning of the film is only here uh, uh, for, for two reasons. One I will get into later, uh, uh, which is, um, and the other is to have less of the film being just Jaden on his own because the structure of the film, the character arc occurs through those moments. And so what you end up with is the first half an hour to 50 minutes to an hour of this film feels like uh, it should be the first five minutes and then Jaden almost immediately goes through his whole character arc and you're like oh so the film is over and then there's like 30 more minutes of film and then it eventually ends yeah and it is like what the it is, it is, it is, this is one of those films that we've talked about in the past where this isn't just bad, it's like, it's compromised. Like, there, there is, there is a, 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 a 
fundamental wrongness with this. This isn't food that's not to my taste. It's like a bit of this is raw. Um, so my, my issue with this film, uh, apart from it being uh, abrupt, over like it is all the bad things about films at the same time, it is, it is abrupt and overlong. It's too short. It is packed with incident, but you don't remember any of it. It nope. slides from your mind. It, 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 it has an antagonist that like only works as a metaphor for conquering your fears, but also is not interesting to look at. Well, or, and like, is, is like a really like ugly, bland design. I think the logline pitch of like uh, uh, an emotionless father has to teach his f- son not to feel fear we, mm. because they're trapped on a planet with aliens that literally can smell your fear is yeah. a great pitch for a Twilight Zone episode. It probably exists. I, I wish I knew more. I wish I had the Twilight Zone catalog uh, de- downloaded into my mind uh, like Jada would be able to, but uh, unfortunately uh, I can't. Her, her, her name is Niobe. Oh, no, no, no. I, that was a Scientology joke. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly. Uh, and, and if she was, that wouldn't be a bad thing. All right, no, because it's, it's like, because like when, when, when you're clear, you have like perfect recall and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, that yeah. Um, yeah. is... I, I, I really, th- this was, I, I, I have diagnosed ADD and, and I have done, uh, you know, the early run of this podcast I did without that diagnosis and without medication. Um, and this was by far and away including like histories du cinema and pre-including like empire. This is the film I have. Th- I struggled the most to pay attention to the, the yeah. things that co- uh, uh, it is. Like what happens? Okay. So they crash on earth and yep. He has to get a thing and he learns to not feel fear and like that. And he fight, fights some animals on the way. Yeah, he uh, throws a rock at a, at a, at a baboon for yeah. uh, almost no reason and then gets attacked by lots of baboons. Uh, yeah. He yeah. Uh, uh, fights some like saber tigers to protect some uh, 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 baby giant vultures. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Eagles, right? Eagle, maybe, yeah, probably an eagle. Its 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 head didn't look like an eagle head. I yeah, I couldn't t- like, and it is. I I think so much of that because it it is like the bare bonesness of that section of the film, which is just watching this kid deal with stuff, is mm. not a bad idea. The no. the problem. Again, is the movies where people get trapped on alien plants and have to survive? Yeah, often good. Yeah, people have done it well before. Um, the best episode of Blake Seven. Yeah, uh, uh, Forbidden Planet. Um, uh, 
Total Recall. I mean, they're not. Okay. <laughs> Both of those are not actually, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Pitch the Black. Martian. Pitch Black is better. Um, I've never seen Pitch Black, but I have seen The Martian, like, twice. It's fun. Yeah, no, Pitch Black is it's good. It's good fun. Um, it... I, yeah. And or mainly what I think is, as what I've said, is that it is... It isn't fun to watch this because you just feel bad for him because it is not he is just it's he's just not got it he 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 doesn't have enough skill as an actor to sell the emotions and he doesn't have enough um default charisma and like that comes down to the fact that like he does the kind of like e-boy eyebrow thing throughout which yeah. even then was a cliche and like and- i i have no problem with people doing extravagant eyebrow shit in movies yeah like, you're it, a dead like, my, fan <laughs> like my, 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 my favorite lead performance in any movie of all time is is bruce campbell in evil dead 2 where he has an eyebrow raised in every single shot of that movie. And it is just... I, like... I guess the real question is, whose fault is this? And it is... Uh, it's Will Smith's fault. It is absolutely Will Smith's fault. Yeah. Because... Ah, uh, it like... Why is it... Tell me, Finn. Why is it... Tell me in the audience. Why is it Will Smith's fault? This movie would not have been made if Will Smith wasn't like wasn't on board to do it, and he clearly wanted Jaden to be a movie star. He he had already had him in the in the pursuit of happiness, which like by by all accounts he's like a, he does like a fairly like fine child performance in. But yeah, he's very young, and it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. He's, he, he, yeah. He's, he's he's like four in that movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He, yeah. It's 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 a child. He like it is it is a child performance where success is literally not looking at the camera. You know. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, yeah. So he, he like Will, Will Will Smith was like pretty obviously tr- trying to like build a career for for his son, and so Will Smith like purposely takes a real backseat in this movie for for almost the entire thing he is sitting down breathing heavily in shadow mm. and, and and like not and like not able to do anything and like he is purposely playing a character with no charisma and no emotions which are like things that Will Smith is really good at but it is it is like I'm gonna bet huge on this film and my son and don't worry I will give you my charisma except I will give you my charisma in the form of being absolutely uninflected uh, creating a society of people who do not feel fear so you start with this big crash sequence where the only emotion across many people you know is Jaden being afraid and because it's Jaden yeah. he's not doing a good job and so everyone everyone ends up see, seeming bad it seems like a society made of the in fabric animated mannequins like uh, yeah. it, uh, they they have the silly future accent it is um yeah, which like 
Uh, after a certain point, Jaden is really the only person doing it. And he's doing it so much worse than everyone else does. And it, it, it feels... It, it feels so affected when 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 he is doing this voice, and it feels so strange. And like, which like that, that like that that is an M Night thing. M, M Night loves people talking weird in like strange, affected like ways. He 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 loves people talking stilted. Like, great, that that's that's fine. He's allowed to do that, and it works well in some of his movies. But it it it. It does. It does not work here, and like uh, uh, I don't know, you, like you, 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 you can make the argument that like, like the pe- people talk in this in, in this like strange, affected, stilted voice because you know it's it's a sort of like post-emotional society, and you know it it like pe- people are sort of like disconnected from their humanity or whatever. Oh, and it, and like I, language like, changes sure. and accents yeah, yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, it's a like, logical yeah, choice. It's just not a yeah, good and, one. Yeah, and, yeah, and like j- just, just like just as Earth is now inhospitable to them, like they are now like unrecognizable to us, sort like or, or like further away from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, yeah, but like it's not. Uh, it, it's 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 not enjoyable to like watch or listen to, and it doesn't really like. It takes away much more from a movie than it adds thematically. My my attempted redemptive reading of this film is I, I am an M. Night defender, which is not to say I think all of his films are good. They yeah. are not. I, I think Just The Lady in the Water is your favourite one? Oh, no, that's... I mean, I was going to say my least favorite, but like, he, ooh, he had, like of his films that aren't compromised, uh, mm. and I do consider uh, Mark Wahlberg being a compromising factor on any film he appears in. Yeah, uh, it yeah. is. It is his worst. Uh, apart from The Departed, where he is perfectly cast. As uh, a, a, violent. a shouty, yeah, a, a shouty, violent, homophobic uh, Boston police officer. Yeah, um, but he ma- ma- Martin Scorsese is a genius, etc., etc. But uh, yeah, I think I think the things, the bad ideas, I think are Will Smith, and I think the good ideas in this film are Shyamalan. Uh, in that I think the accent thing would work if Jaden was good. Because yeah. when you hear uh, uh, Christopher Hivju do it, like yeah. Will Smith says it. Yeah, Christopher Hivju in, in, in his second appearance in a shite film. Yeah, um, poor guy. Should watch mm. Force Majeure. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh, Oh man, he, he's, he was also in the Fate of the Furious and the Thing remake. Uh, and he, he's 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 had a lot of bad luck. And, and I, 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 I think the accent thing could work. And I think, uh, uh, yeah, part so much of my defense of Shyamalan is that this is a, a, a guy who is a nerd for Spielberg and mainstream mm. blockbusters. Uh, and, and he loves the way they look and the way they move. And I think if you look at this film purely aesthetically and like, mm. I'm not even talking about like, oh, it looks nice because it, it doesn't necessarily at every point. But if you look no. at, at, at 
the design decisions, how they design to shoot, how they choose to shoot the world, how they choose to shoot, uh, um, like how they choose to shoot the world, how they choose to integrate special effects into it. There is a lot of work uh, um, about working with like, uh, uh, how do you ground these CGI creatures? How mm. do you uh, present spectacle uh, in a okay. in a way that is interesting? And I, I think yeah. on on that basis, it's good. The problem is none of that matters because for any of that to land, you have to care about the character, and all you're feeling is either annoyed or sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, uh, do, do you uh, do you do you do you know who uh, do you know who the cinematographer was on this? No, who? Uh, uh, so th- th- this was shot by uh, this was shot by Peter Sh- Peter Sushitsky, who shot The Empire Strikes Back, Rocky Horror Picture Show, basically all of uh, 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 basically all of Cronenberg's uh, films from like the uh, from from the like. Uh, uh, 90s till now. Uh, yeah, I I think if you just and like I am talking about like pausing it and skipping through it. I think mm. this film looks real good. I I, I think this film looks uh, uh, like a, a blockbuster nerd looking at blockbusters and going like, how do I perfect? This and, and I think there are a lot of choices in how he cuts and appro- and approaches scenes that if he had a lead who was good would work. I, I think a lot of the work he does with Jaden as an actor uh, and and, ha- and like especially the relationship he builds between Jaden and everyone else in the cast is exactly the same same kind of work he does with Haley Joel Osment to build just uh, the whole of the sixth sense, a film mm. that I, I do believe deserves the hype. And mm. the problem is that he has been given this weird story with a weird ending about how a kid should harden up uh, and that the goal is for people to become less interesting. And it has then become apparent that his lead cannot lead a film and they have had to adjust. It is really telling for a film that is about Jaden how little Jaden there is in this film. There's all that stuff at the beginning. So much yeah. of the talking is Will Smith. So yeah, much it, of the it, material, it, uh, sorry, uh, just this fine. Uh, yeah. uh, and like so much of when we see him, you're so really in close up on him. You, you are so like a lot of this could be doubles. And, yeah. and that, that smacks to me of a film that is cutting around its lead performance. And when that was, it was simply not a decision he could make um i i don't like this is not a good film but it's not a bad m night Shyamalan film which exists it's a bad will smith film do you know what i'm saying that's my redemptive reading yeah this is another one for me that needs to go on the pile of like legit this should not be have been released Mm. like the world should not have seen this and not in like a pearl clutching way but in a like 
that the, this film would be interesting if this was a leak of a work print or you, did you know that fucking Sony or whatever spent $60 million of a $100 million budget on this, on this fucking um, Will Smith film. But, you know, Jaden oh, couldn't on, on this Will Smith Vanity Project. On this Will Smith Vanity Project, but it was shit. So, of course, they didn't even do the special effects. Like that is the form it oh, should be yeah. seen. So, we just looked, so it just looks yeah. like X Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. where, where like the truck runs him over and then it turns into just turns into like blocks. Yeah, I yeah. mean this is. I think there is this for twenty thirteen. I think I, I I don't love the monster design, but I think it is well no, executed I, and integrated. Like. I mean, yeah, no, like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, well, I, 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 I just find, I, I find that, like, the, uh, I, I find the, the entire, the, the, like, entirety of the monster to be so poorly conceived. They have only thought about it on the level of a metaphor for fear. For, for like, anyone who doesn't know, it's a monster called an Ursa. Don't know why it's called that because it's not uh, bear-like in any way, really. But it, it's 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 called an Ursa, and it's blind. Uh, and the only way it can locate humans is by uh, is, is by smelling their fear pheromones, and then it like either stabs them with a pincer, or it shoots like goo at them from their mouths, or it bites them, or it stabs them, or whatever. And it it it, it is. It is a it is a monster that makes absolutely no sense in, in the way that it operates. Like even if you're going to go with the thing of oh, it, 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 it only sense is it can smell fear and operates for that. You know, like like sure, like whatever. I, I can go with that. But then the like main way it kills people throughout the movie, over and over again, is it impales them on tree branches. Yeah, as as, as like. As like a tactic to like make other people scared, which suggests a level of sentience that is not uh, that, that is not evident. And how can it see the trees? Trees don't have fear pheromones. That doesn't make any sense. And, and <laughs> then just like, maybe the, oh, the, is that is. Is that I wish the happening had come out after this, <laughs> so yeah. that we could be like, and then M Night was like, oh no, what if they could, and what if they fought back? Anyway, and like, oh, it, it just, yeah, and, and it, it it is exactly like every like, it, it is exactly like every monster in a modern like sci-fi action blockbuster where it's just like a giant mess of grey CGI goo with a few too many legs and maybe a tail somewhere and its face is just sort of a blob and yeah it, it is it just it feels like nothing the whole time um, yeah, the 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 Ursas are, are my least favorite bit of creature design in the film by far, yeah. for all the reasons you've just listed. When when I like the thing I will give them is that they have a point of view uh, in a way that like I am still reeling from having seen the Tomorrow War and being like, oh man, what a profound statement on um, uh, tomorrows and wars, uh, uh, which is when the war begins. Sorry, began. Mm. Anyway. Well, <laughs> is, isn't, that, isn't that the movie that asks what if there was a tomorrow war? Yeah, and, and, and let me tell you, what if yeah. it was also a today war? Um, 
But, we, but where so much of the aesthetic of the aliens in that is like, okay, let's take a bit of alien, a bit of predator, and a bit of edge of tomorrow, and we'll just bleh, we'll just smudge them yeah. up. Whereas, like, you can't really see that with this. But like the which is not again. I agree with everything Finn said, but it is like the animals, like the weird gibbons, the weird tigers, uh, the weird vulture giant birds, like the the pitch being that this is what if, if evolution continued in a world without people after a couple of hundred thousand, mm. a couple of thousand years. Like I like that and I like them because they lean odd rather than cool. Like, yeah. Uh, this is a film that has a take visually and, and like this. Yeah, man, if Tremblay was in this, I mean, this with Tremblay or like fucking Zendaya or I don't know, um, who, who was the lead in, in Cinderella? <laughs> Uh, Camilla Cabello? Camilla Cabello. Bella Bella fucking Thorne. Someone who can have a camera on them, you know? Um, Mm. Like, this would be a good pot boiler, you know? It would be good default film. But you just, like, 400 Blows shows us that a film can become so much more through an incredible symbiosis uh, of yeah. a director uh, finding an actor and them working mm-hmm. together. And, and, like, this is yeah, an incredible right. and, juxtaposition and, to yeah, that, right? And, and yeah, and it, it also shows us that like, that, 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 like, training and legacy are not important. Are not, like, deciding factors as to whether or not someone will be like a good actor or a charismatic screen presence. Like, yeah, the, 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 like, the, the, like, magic of Jean-Pierre Lourdes and Francois Truffaut working together, like, you, 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 like, it, it, it makes all the sense in the world that this movie starring Will Smith and his son, like, would be good. Like, or at least would have, like, good performances from both of them. And, and like, like, they would both be charismatic and watchable. I have not seen The Karate Kid with Jaden, but that wasn't bad, right? Like, it was, it's a film that, it's a film that doesn't exist, but it's not, right? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen parts of it. It's, like, fine. I mean, the the main problem with it is that there is a, a zero karate in it. So, uh... This is one of those films where you end up counting the meals, the the budget. Uh, yeah, could, yeah. Uh, uh, it is. God, it sucks. Which is a way to say that on my list uh, uh, of all of the films uh, we have watched so far, I have placed it at him <clears throat> number ninety three. Uh, ahead of the bucket list but before the Colossus of Rhodes I will note that that is one step uh, uh, in front of Cinderella Uh, and and that is just that I genuinely think that Shyamalan uh, knows how to shoot a film and and Mm. I think he's done a good job on this but everything and like that doesn't make it good yeah and 
it cannot be stressed. As I said at length, as I want to do, the success of 400 Blows' feeling of fluidity is that there is rigorous storytelling behind it. Learn the rules and then break them. Mm. This is a film about a kid who wants to be like his dad. And so he doesn't want to feel fear and, and he wants to be forgiven by his dead sister, Zoe Kravitz, um, who's fine, I guess. Um, sure. And, and at the end, his father teaches him how not to feel fear. He is forgiven and that's it. And so it is like, it's as interesting a story as like, man wants sandwich makes sandwich. And like, it's like, it is, it is broke. Yeah, it is broken. It is compromised. Yeah. Where is it on your list? Uh, on my list, it is uh, uh, number 119. It is uh, entered the bottom 10. Uh and it is in between Paparazzi and Cinderella. So I, uh, yeah. I have a one. I have a one below Cinderella. So, but but but, uh, but we we both agree it is roughly as good as Cinderella. I yeah, and I like my slightly higher placement is the curse of having seen it a second time. I think I a thing I would only wish on my mildest enemies. Um and going like, what is something I can look for in this film, knowing that I did not have to track anything. So uh, this is a five-star review of Arturo. I just cannot believe that the words that came out of your mouth, like, it just doesn't, like, this... That that, that might be partially because I uh, sort of mumbled them, so I'll say it again again clearer. (laughs) This is a five-star review of After Earth. Written by Letterboxd user Amanda Pumpkin Emoji uh, Black Heart Emoji Knife Emoji. But like this, that's like finding out that a train that is partially derailed but still moving has a five Michelin star dining car. You're like, well, first they only got to three stars, but also like, like, look, you got to take a star off for the derailing. Like it is just, there's just not, it's, there's nothing. Ah, it just seems like, like you're sure most food critics would do that, but in a in a uh, in a bizarre and uh, Shyamalanian twist of fate, uh, the the uh, the 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 Michelin critic uh, uh, who who entered that particular uh, train de- derailment restaurant was actually an unbreakable. Oh right, no, well that train derailment was of course the derailment that first name Mister, last name Glass did that made yeah. Bruce Willis unbreakable and James McAvoy split. Of course, yeah, sorry. Mm. Yeah, because he was trying to create the uh, world's best uh, restaurant by crashing trains. <laughs> okay, I like. <laughs> I, I yeah, okay, I like that. Good. Yes, yes, thanks. Yeah, good idea. You commissioned. So uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to remind you of this person's name and then tell you a fact that uh, will not surprise you. Yeah. Uh, this person's name was Amanda. Uh, I, I said pumpkin emoji earlier. It's actually a jack-o'-lantern emoji. Ah, uh, uh, right, yes. Uh, 
Amanda, Jack Lantern emoji, black heart emoji, knife emoji. Uh, there are no uppercase letters in this entire, uh, in this entire review. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have introduced yourself on this recently in our, in our, in our Spooktober episodes uh, with a similar name. And there's certainly a sense of the lowercase to your speech at times. Let's not prejudge this five-star review of fatally compromised and broken film after Earth. As his father lied dying, Katai held it together. He kept it together for his family for so long. His father was away, constantly in battle. His father was away, constantly in battle, repressing all of his emotion with rampage. No time for his son. No time for his wife. No time for anyone. So much disconnect. Earth is desolate, barren, an empty landscape horrifically mangled to the point of no return, a dark void of what it once was. After Earth, looking for a beacon to save his father, looking for a light in an, em- in an empty planet, the horrors of the horrors of the horrors of environmental destruction, a thousand years of chaos, haunting over him, shadows of darkness consuming his entire family. Thirteen years old, every decision he makes is life or death. He's just a child, and he's forced to be strong, repress his emotions, save his father. Sheer existential terror washes washes over his face, Earth's gravitational pull. Rage consumes him. It consumes his father. He wants to be a soldier like his father. But he's scared of what war entails. A child whose life is the constant fear of war and the further acceleration of environmental collapse. There are glimpses of hope. He sees the light. The beauty of nature on Earth's wasteland, contrasting with the life he knows on Nova Prime. Being afraid of the unknown, but loving what he sees. He's blown away by the rocks and trees, the green but he's never seen. In a, he, he's in a world of technological acceleration, advanced towards further destruction. Generations of militarized trauma. He can barely breathe in a world with toxic oxygen. He'll keep looking for something to hold on to, even though his family is broken from a cycle of military life. Awkward, like a child. After Earth, there is not only rage, but there is hope. He can make a better life. He doesn't want to be scared anymore. Maybe someday it'll get better. I want to... And the tags on that are Torrent, With Mariana, and Cried. I want to see that film. I want to see the film. That that, film sounds really good. That sounds great. That was well-described. That was emotive, and that, yeah, I that's a five star film. Yeah, it is absolute. Like it is not the film that was released and should not uh, have no. been released. And IMO, but like there was, oh. there's a good review um, though. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this person's half star ratings. Oh no. Man. Oh no. Uh, t- no, no. Tatane, Old Boy, The Host, Parasite, uh, Science of the Lambs, Rosemary's Baby, Mad Max Fury Road, Chinatown, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. Um, Nomad Land, Moonrise Kingdom. This person's a maniac. I. Uh, uh, Midsummer, No Country <laughs> for Old Men, uh, all of the Avengers movies, fair enough. Uh, I think they just gave every Marvel movie half a star, and it looks like every Wes Anderson movie as well. 
Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, San Junipero, Barking Dogs Never Bite. I I I am being. It is emotional growth. Hereditary. That 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 you can feed me this information. Loquitia, Kung Pao, Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody. That they, they, this person thinks that Loquitia, Kung Pao, and Bohemian Rhapsody are exactly as good as Parasite and Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And they are allowed to, and they wrote a good mm. review of a film I don't like. I'm being mm. a good person and, and, and being all right about this. Okay, so uh, would you like to guess Amanda, Jacqueline's an emoji, black card emoji, knife emojis, top four films? Uh, you know it, dude. Yeah. I'm going to tell you uh, this is an on-brand top four. Okay. Uh, the first one is at least the second part two in this series. You can argue it is maybe the uh, uh, third or fourth part two, but it's not the last part two. Uh, okay, is it is it an American film? It is. Is it a superhero film? Uh, no, unless you have a, a particularly uh, broad and troubling definition of superhero. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, it, it, it's a bad film. You don't like this film. Uh, I, I have not seen it. Uh, the uh, the uh, critical and uh, uh, the, the, the critical and uh, public reception was uh, mixed to incredibly negative. It has received, uh, it, 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 but it, it, it's always had its defenders and has had uh, a, a pretty substantial uh, sort, sort of uh, re- reclamation in the past uh, few years. Ah, uh, is it Breaking Dawn? Part two? Uh, Is it New Moon? It's not a Twilight. Okay. Is it... Would I hashtag laughing or hashtag crying? Uh, I I think this would probably make you cry before it made you laugh. (laughs) I don't don't know. This guy's Um, kind of funny. Um, all, all, All four of this person's top four are horror movies. Oh, okay. So, um, is it adapted from a Stephen King work? This one's not, but another one of the top four is, which we'll get to later. Okay. Um, is it Halloween Kills? Uh, uh, right series. Oh, so Halloween H2O or just Halloween 2? Uh, no, it is the other Halloween 2. <laughs> oh, the Rob Zombie one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I respect, like, I don't agree with that. But I respect it, you know? Yeah, I, I, have, I have not seen either of the Rob Zombie Halloweens, but uh, I kind of want to because I've, I've heard they are uh, crazy and I've seen a lot of uh, people with, like, really, like, well-thought-out readings on, on, like, on, on, like, on, like, what these movies are about. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the second film on the list is... A Stephen King adaptation. Uh, is it the recent It? Uh, no. Uh, no, no. Like all, 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 the, 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 these choices are, more, are like 
all pretty much in line with Halloween 2. Uh, okay, so it, uh, Ghost Ship? No. The Shining? Uh, although it is about a vehicle. Oh, uh, oh uh, what is it? The Killer Car? Well, there's two, there's two of them. Oh, there's two Killer Car. Christine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Herbie Fully Loaded. Well, not Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Of course. Uh, the third one, uh, I, I'm not sure if you know about this movie. I, I, I think you, 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 you will have at least heard about it. This is the first movie in a series of Canadian horror films. Uh, it's, it stars uh, one of the stars of uh, seasons two and three of Hannibal. Uh, is it Cherry something? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, is Yoga Hoses. Um, uh, no. Uh, 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 oh. Can you tell me the Hannibal star you think might be in it? Uh, is it... Oh, um, two and three. So is it Michael, what's his name? No. Uh, no, it, it, uh, uh, it is a woman who is in this. Uh, okay, so not Gillian Anderson. No, no, she's in Hannibal 1. Who is only in 2 and 3? Cynthia Nixon? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, who? Uh, I, I, I say stars. She, she, she's, she's a supporting character in, in Hannibal 2 and 3. Is it Linda Cardellini? It is not. Uh, what are her when, initials? Uh, her initials are KI. Uh, when, when, when talking about this movie and its sequel, uh, 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 Stuart Wellington of the Flophouse once described this actress as uh, Dan and my Canadian girlfriend. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Mason Verge's sister. Yes, Catherine Isabel. That's right. Uh, yeah. And this film is... It's a one-word title with ER at the end? Uh, no, it, uh, it is a two-word title. The, the, the first word has an ER at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to get this. Uh, this is Ginger Snaps. Oh, yes, it yes. The, the, the Canadian teen uh, uh, werewolf movie. I, I, this, this does not count as getting it, but that is what my mind was groping for when I said yeah. cherry something. Right. Uh, uh, because the second one, I believe, has Tatiana Maslany in it. Manslan. Uh, yes, that yeah, yeah. is correct. Yeah, yeah. That, that I didn't get it. She, she plays a character called Ghost. Yeah. Anywho, uh, like Niobe's friend in Enter the Matrix. Exactly. Uh, the uh, third movie... Uh, uh, much like uh, uh, much like After Earth, has a lot of uh, uncharismatic people uh, shitting around in a forest. <laughs> uh, Blair Witch. Yeah. <laughs> what, original OG or yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Blair Witch Project. Um, I mean, yeah, fine, cool. Yeah. I mean, d- just do some like, just maybe find a 
some better things to do with your time than than <laughs> loving the, I mean like the tragedy of the Blair Witch is of course that like no like everyone is in the shadow of it and it's not very good you know <laughs> like it's just yeah uh, anyway I once got uh, accused of being a misogynist on Facebook because I said I did not like this movie uh, I love talking about film with people. Oh, um, it, uh, is, it is, it is uh, good and enjoyable. It is, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, a film that I'm glad to have around, but don't really love. It is Jennifer's Buddy. Oh, no, no, I was still talking about the Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay, okay. We've done the top four. Oh, okay, but Jennifer's Buddy is a, is a great guess for an, another film that you've been called sexist for not liking. You gotta yeah, oh, I, I like Jennifer's body well enough. I it's uh, like I wish we had something better, but that's yeah. not calling it bad. Yeah. Um I find the like the recent critical reappraisal to be uh, slightly uh, like o- overdone, but yeah. I, I think it's a it's a good enough movie and I like the director's name I've forgotten now. God, what's her fucking name? Uh, Harry Potter. K- k- character Summer. I like her a lot. She's yeah, good. Harry Potter. Yeah. She made that movie you love, uh, 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 Destroyer. Yeah, your, your favorite movie. So Yufa's camera is turned off. I can't see him. But I, I, I can just sort of uh, imagine him trying to, like, a standard style explode my head. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I wanted you to sit with what you've done. And the, I, the, 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 the mistakes I've made, the, the sins of my father. Yeah, uh, all of that and more besides. Um, and, and I, yeah, enough said. <laughs> enough said. Fuck it, mate. Life is just so full of pain. Um, <laughs> we don't need people saying enough said, Yutha. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I just got... I got another letter here, Finn. Oh, yeah. You'll never guess what it says. Uh, no. I, 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 I have no idea what it said. What does it say? It says, oh, where can people find you online? Oh, well, in, in, in response to that letter, I would say, uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> but you can find the show on Twitter at ShiteSoundPod, or you can email us at shiteandsoundpod at gmail.com. Uh, why not check out our website? It's at shiteandsound.com. Uh, if you like what I do, check out uh, my social media presence. It's at youthalives, U-T-H-A-L-I-V-E-S, on the various social media platforms. I also have uh, a newsletter, which you can sign up for at bit.ly slash youthalives. I have other podcasts. I tweet about them. Go, Twitter is, is where I am because I'm a broken. Our theme song is The Nux. By Kazan Blam. You, you can, can check, check them out, out on Bandcamp. Band what are we watching next week, Finn? We are not watching uh, Satan Tango, which is next uh, on the list. Listeners at home, I want you to know uh, we have a lovely plan for Satan Tango, and uh, we we uh, we've got several lovely plans for Satan Tango. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of great stuff planned for that episode, which uh, uh, might never come to fruition. Yeah, uh, let's hope. 
uh, uh, Tamaki Makoto can get to 90% vaccination so yeah. we can get onto the fucking Cobb Code traffic light system and, and we can do our Some Like a Hot episode and our Saint Tango episode. They are on pause. They are in our little movie kangaroo pockets. Yeah. Uh, they will come. So, so we are skipping yeah. ahead to... Yes, uh, so in, instead of doing uh, Second Tango, we are doing uh, two uh, very long movies about, uh, uh, about, uh, uh, about a housewife experiencing life under patriarchy. Uh, first, we have the Chantal Ackerman movie, Jean Dillman, 23, Code de Commerce, 1080, Bruxelles, from 1975, uh, 202 minutes, starring Delphine Seyrig as a lonely and disaffected housewife who uh, turns to uh, violence and prostitution to uh, uh, to uh, get out of uh, her uh, shit boring life. And uh, the second film uh, that we're going to be watching next week is Sion Sono's Guilty of Romance, about the exact same thing. This is the final film in Sono's uh, trilogy of hate. Uh, <laughs> it, it is... Uh, a uh, rough one. Uh, this movie will make you feel bad. Make sure you watch the director's cut. It is like two and a half hours long. Do you own the director's cut? This will also be... Uh, well, yeah I, yeah, I have a copy of the director's cut I can uh, get to you. Yeah. Also, this will be the perfect time for you to finally watch Love Exposure because that's the beginning of the trilogy of hate. What is the middle uh, part? Uh, the, the middle one... Uh, I've got a... Uh, uh, the middle one is a film called Coldfish, uh, which I own on Blu-ray but haven't watched yet, so I'll watch that uh, this week. Okay, Finn. You've worn me down. I will watch Sion Sono's trilogy of hate for this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I, I do want it to be said that when I bring films to this podcast... They are largely about desperation and times of need and how hope can be good if in, uns- in, in, in unassuming places and yours are about how everything is wrong. Oh, I mean, like, lo- 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 I, think, I, I, think, I think love exposure ends fairly positively. I, I, I don't know that yet. Spoilers. Yeah. But, like, it takes about four hours to get there. <laughs> Sweet as. Um, hey, if you like the show, tell your friends. Uh, uh, leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. We're an acquired taste, we know, but it'd be great if more people could acquire it. Uh, movies are good. Even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. job jokes someone who has some seeming cognitive issue 
is they write, I watched it at two times speed and it still felt longer than Peter Jackson's King Kong Extended Edition. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, this 400 blows, all right. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe this this swift moving series of vignettes that's 97 minutes long. Oh, God, I can't believe the time it took off my life. And, and it's not like each of those is unique touching, masterfully conceived, executed, and performed in a way... Often pretty funny. (laughs) Well, and and when they're not funny, they are, like, they still seem fresh. It's not like this stands head and shoulders above almost any other film, you know? (laughs) Uh, In a way that is still kind of galling. Okay, so just, just... just fucking do your fucking intro, you... Oh, I'm the five words away from finishing it. Okay. Be four words. Now, do it. Make, uh, make two of them a compound word. Uh... Gastrointestinal. 